Public health pseudo-experts and their political allies are unmasked as science deniers. The Andrew Brown case comes apart. And the radical left's mask comes off when it comes to winking at anti-Semitism. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com. Slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. I have a lot of news to catch up on with you. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let me remind you, you are spending way too much money on your cell phone bill. Well, you know, there are certain things that are inevitable in life, like death and taxes. Well, there's a third thing that is inevitable. If you are getting your cell phone coverage from one of the big providers, that means that you are spending too much money. Instead, you should switch over to Pure Talk USA right now. Pure Talk saves the average family of four over $800 a year, which is a lot of money. Here is the best part. You don't have to sacrifice coverage because it's on the exact same network as one of those big providers. Friends, switching is easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on the data, they're not going to charge you for it. It's just one of many reasons they've been named the top wireless provider by Consumer Affairs. From your cell phone, dial pound 250. Say Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month of coverage. That is pound 250. Say Ben Shapiro to get started again. Dial pound 250. Say my name, Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month. And you're going to be saving hundreds of bucks down the road because you're not going to be spending too much money on one of the big cell phone providers instead. Check out Pure Talk USA, unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on the data, they're not going to charge you for it. Go check them out right now. Dial pound 250. Say Ben Shapiro to get started. All righty. So, Over the past few days, it appears that the Biden administration has now come around to the science, and many in the Biden administration are now acknowledging that they were lying about the science for months on end. Some of us were saying from the very early days of the pandemic that once you had had COVID, you were basically immune now to COVID, and you were not passing COVID, and that is what the statistics showed. Some of us were also saying that the masking was really only necessary in close quarters, and once you are vaccinated, you are done. Once you are vaccinated and two weeks past that second vaccination, you are done. And you'll recall that on Friday, because Joe Biden had had a very bad news week, he decided that he was going to unmask publicly. Well, now Anthony Fauci, the greatest of all doctors, except for Dr. Joe Biden, who, as we all know, is the greatest doctor in the history, not only of America, but of the world. It goes like Dr. Joe Biden, Hippocrates, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. J, Dr. Pepper, and then all the rest of the doctors. Dr. Fauci, yesterday, he admitted on national TV that he was wearing a mask for no reason, which is weird because when he was sitting in front of the Senate and Rand Paul was questioning him about this, he was like, no, there's a very good reason it's the variants. Except there wasn't, and Fauci was lying. When your public health experts acknowledge that they've lied to you now about a variety of issues for your own benefit, maybe you should stop listening to them and start looking at the underlying data. Here was Fauci acknowledging that he's a liar. I'm obviously careful because, I mean, I'm a physician and a healthcare provider. I am now much more comfortable in in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean, before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. But being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully man, I'm fully vaccinated. So in other words, he was fully vaccinated months ago. Fauci is an elderly dude. He was obviously at the top of the healthcare chain. That dude was vaccinated months and months and months ago, probably as of January, at a minimum. Okay, and, and Dr. Fauci was walking around for months on end indoors with a mask. And when he was asked about it, he said, well, it might be necessary. Why? Because he wanted to mirror the political predilections of the Biden administration. Again, it is just a source of astonishment to me that we have treated the Trump administration for a year on COVID. 
as a great controlling force standing above the public health establishment and bossing them around and telling them what to do and twisting the science. And here you have Anthony Fauci openly acknowledging that he lied to you for months because he wanted to send you a message that it was important to mask even after you were vaccinated and only once the vaunted CDC decided to get on board did he decide to unmask. Well, Rand Paul had something to say about this. He said, well, um, weird because I was saying this to you before and then I'd get trended on Twitter every five minutes for saying that you were wrong. Well, Rand Paul was right and Fauci was wrong. Every exchange they've had for the past several months, Rand Paul was right and Fauci was wrong. My question to him would be, did you just discover vaccine immunology? Did you not believe in vaccine immunology a couple of weeks ago when I asked you this? Or were you doing it for show? And it sounds like you heard him say he didn't want people to see him without a mask. The thing is, the science hasn't changed. We've known that when you're vaccinated, we've known this for quite a while, that you're not transmitting it and not getting it. We've known that for months now, but also vaccine immunology, if you believe in it, if you believe in the vaccine, that's what happens. You don't have to wear a mask afterwards. So the masks are coming off, not just obviously physically, but they are coming off in terms of politics right now. Democrats are continuing to maintain their adherence to masking, even when it is completely unnecessary. There was a bizarre situation yesterday in which a bunch of Republicans unmasked on the House floor, and this included people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, but it also included Thomas Massey and a bunch of other House members. And Jamie Raskin of Maryland, who is vaccinated, came over and started yelling at them and saying, why are you unmasking? And the answer is they are unmasking because why in the world would they be masking at this point? There's no reason for them to. If everybody in the chambers had the ability to get a vaccine, which they have, once you are vaccinated, you don't have to care whether somebody else is vaccinated or not. And if you wish not to vaccinate and you wish to be in a public setting, you also, that's, that's your responsibility. You want to give it to each other, that one's on you. And if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't care. Okay, but Nancy Pelosi has maintained these House rules that say that you have to mask on the House floor for no reason at all. In fact, the current House rule states that masks must be worn in the chamber except when speaking during debate. The members can go without masks in House office buildings and elsewhere in the Capitol complex. Rule breakers are fined 500 bucks for a first offense and $2,500 for a second offense. Brian Mast, Republican of Florida, led this rebellion. The Army veteran interrupted a Republican conference meeting to tell his colleagues he was done wearing masks and would not wear them on the House floor going forward. Last week, Mast rose during a House vote and asked that given the updated CDC guidance, we all take off these stupid masks. Mast said, I'm not going to play her stupid game, this Pelosi, that falls somewhere between dog and pony shows, smoke and mirrors, and pure manipulation. And apparently, the, the other members who, who refused to mask included Chip Roy of Texas, uh, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, uh, Beth Van Dyne of, of Texas, Gary Stube of Florida, and Mary Miller of Illinois. Pelosi says that 75% of the House members are fully vaccinated. She says we can't go back to pre-pandemic operations with 75% of the people vaccinated and the other 25% having had the opportunity to get vaccinated. Okay, so what this is at this point, it is just pure politics. And when it's unmasked, it's just pure politics. What that means is that it was always pure politics. That when you take off the phantom of the opera's mask and something ugly is underneath, the thing that was ugly underneath was always there. It was just being masked. Okay, this, has been, this has been pure politics for a year at this point. Over a year. I mean, we're in May. For over a year, this has just been pure politics. And the media continue to promote the pure politics because they continue to suggest that you need to continue masking up. Why? Well, because how can you trust the guy next to you? Again, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to trust the guy next to you. That's the point of a vaccine. But the media continue to promulgate this nonsense. Why? Because if they can continue to prolong the feeling that the pandemic is a real problem in American life and that it is uh, uh, something for Biden to overcome, then it gives him something to push against. And it tends to jog the, the American public into wanting things from the government as opposed to going back to regular life. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, 
let us talk about the fact that there is a service for you. If you have a bunch of stuff in your garage that's just moldering out there, and I'm not talking about like boxes, I'm talking about like your films, I'm talking about film reels, I'm talking about photos, right? These are irreplaceable memories and they're out there in your garage just falling apart. You need to get them preserved right now with Legacy Box. Legacy Box is an ingenious mail-in service to have all those irreplaceable moments trapped on videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures converted to DVD or digital. Right now, they are offering 50% off plus free shipping on orders over 100 bucks exclusive for our listeners. Let me tell you, it's a great service. I did it for my parents. They had a bunch of film reels from when they were kids converted over to digital format. They've been able to watch it for the first time in decades. The process from start to finish is super simple. You pack it and you send a legacy box. Their team digitizes everything by hand and then you enjoy. You can get back perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud ready to watch and share. They even provide state-of-the-art tracking and send you updates at every step of the process. I know the people who founded it, Nick and Adam. They're awesome dudes. They're truly honorable. Go check them out right now. Get started preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Shapiro to get an incredible 50% off plus free shipping on your order over 100 bucks. Buy today. Take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Shapiro. Save 50% plus free shipping while supplies last. Offer only valid until May 28th. Go check it out right now. LegacyBox.com slash Shapiro to save 50% plus free shipping. Alrighty, so... The New York Times has a piece today called The New Honor System on Masks. Am I to trust these people? When Tori Saylor, 27, stepped out of her apartment in Kalamazoo, Michigan last week, she knew that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention had already given fully vaccinated Americans the go-ahead to shed masks in most situations. Miss Saylor, who is vaccinated, wore one anyway. And when she summons an elevator in her apartment building, she confronted her first real test of the new era. Twice, the doors opened to reveal people who were not wearing masks. And twice, she let the elevator go. Am I to trust these people, having never met them, said Miss Saylor, who has multiple sclerosis and gets an infusion therapy that compromises her immune system? Despite her vaccination status, it is unclear whether her body will be able to effectively produce antibodies to fight off COVID-19. Okay, but that's going to be true forever. I mean, and literally for most diseases. Like, if you, if you are immunosuppressed, there's a different story for you. But the vast majority of people who are addicted to the mask are not immunosuppressed. The vast majority of people who continue to wear the mask are people like Nancy Pelosi, who's okay. Right? These people are doing it as a form of virtue signaling. It is a way of spotting the people in the crowd who are like you and they are the good people. The good people wear masks even after they're vaccinated to demonstrate just how wonderful they are. The New York Times says our capacity to trust other people's honesty has already been tested and fibs or omissions may have happened along the way. Did every person who drove across the state line follow 14-day quarantine rules? Did everyone who got an early vaccine fit the eligibility rules at the time? So it's no surprise that the latest honor code, the federal government's guidance encouraging vaccinated Americans to take off their masks, was greeted with skepticism in parts of the country that have not already done so. Fewer than half of Americans over the age of 18 are fully vaccinated. Well, first of all, a a much larger percentage are at least half vaccinated, which gives you a large amount of immunity. It's a very complicated symphony right now, said Dr. Howard Markle, a medical historian at the University of Michigan. There's been such an erosion of trust, distrust for government, distrust for the virus, distrust for this party or that party. So when you tell the public what to do, there are people who say, how can I trust the guy without the mask? Okay, but again, nobody is saying that people who are unvaccinated have lost all risk now that they've decided to unmask. All we are saying is that once you've had the opportunity to get vaccinated, if you've turned it down, that one's on you. Immunosuppressed people are a different story, as I've said all along. Then you take whatever precautions you have to take, just like you would with any other serious illness if you are immunosuppressed or you have some sort of medical issue. But the vast majority of people right now who are continuing to wear the mask are people in blue cities who have decided they are better people for wearing the masks even after vaccinated or people who have a screw loose. Because so much of this has become cultural and so little of it seems to be about science. And the mask is coming off with regard to the teachers unions too. So Randy Weingarten, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, she admitted yesterday 
that the CDC had indeed sought her advice on how to write their school guidance with regard to reopening, which is insane, right? That's crazy. That's the interest group writing the rules for the road. And parents are beginning to have it with, with the American Federation of Teachers. They are done. She was on Washington Journal on C-SPAN, and people just called in and just slammed Randy Weingarten, as they should. Here's the thing for the left. As the masks come off, the situation gets worse for them, not better. The true left is not a spectacle that you like to see. The left has to hide behind Joe Biden and his barely animate visage. The left has to hide behind the, the media, pretending that what they are doing is guided by science and moderation. When people get to see the left full in front of them, they don't like it very much. Randy Weingarten is one of the people who represents the hardcore radical left, and people aren't liking it. There was one parent calling in to slam Weingarten. I mean, no disrespect to you, but, you know, this union thing, one time in our country, a union was a wonderful thing. Now the union creates lazy, ineffective people, and it also creates children that have no education. I look at my grandchildren. It is pathetic how the teachers union and the government has failed our children. I don't see how you could sit up there and defend that. You can see how Weingarten is very unhappy with uh, with this particular caller. And then, another, and then a teacher called in and slammed Weingarten and said, I'm, I'm confused. Why are we shut right now? Unfortunately, you started off by throwing the last administration under the bus. Uh, but, you know, that was kind of just one thing that happened. That's all right. The uh, part that I don't understand is how come the parochial schools and the private schools could navigate their way through this scenario, but the public schools didn't seem to be able to manage that. Yep. Americans are very unhappy. They're very unhappy with, with the entire direction that the left is taking them because the entire mandate for Joe Biden was to be not Donald Trump. And instead, he took it as a mandate to be as radical as he wanted to be, to please his teacher union allies, to have Anthony Fauci out there lying on behalf of the administration for political purposes. When the masks come off, People don't like it. We'll get to racial issues in just a moment because the masks are coming off on racial issues as well. It's pretty astonishing how fast the masks are coming off, honestly. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let's talk about how you can keep yourself and your family safe and secure. So it's not just a matter of owning the weaponry to protect yourself. It's also, God forbid, somebody breaks into your house. You want to actually be able to protect your body, right? This is why you need AR-500 armor. While the news tells us that 5 million people became first-time gun owners in 2020, it doesn't tell you many people invested in body armor as well. People all over the country are buying body armor from AR-500 armor to protect themselves and their families at levels never seen before. The Second Amendment protects both arms and armor. Body armor is purely defensive. Some armor is so discreet, nobody even knows that you have it. So whether you want armor for discreet use in public or something more robust for protection while you're hunting or at the shooting range, our friends at AR-500 Armor have you covered. AR-500 Armor has multiple packages built for responsible citizens, people just like you, looking for varying levels of protection. They make the shopping process simple and approachable. Their team is always willing to help answer any questions you might have. And best of all, they put together some packages specifically for listeners of The Daily Wire. So there's something for everyone at AR500Armor.com. I know the people who run it. These are people who share your values and my values as well. Go to AR500Armor.com slash Ben. See all their promotions and special packages running right now. You can use code Ben for 20% off anything else in their entire store. Plan right now for how to protect yourself and your family for the future. Get yourself the body armor we trust from AR500Armor at AR500Armor.com slash Ben. Visit AR500Armor.com slash Ben. Use code Ben at checkout for 20 off. Okay, so meanwhile, on racial issues, the left's radicalism is, is being unmasked pretty routinely. This is pretty astonishing. Today, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, apparently 
she has now announced she will only be giving interviews to black and brown reporters. Okay, this is just racist. I mean, I'm sorry, it's just racist. If, if Joe Biden were to say, I'm only giving interviews to white Catholics, everybody would say that is racist and that is discrimination. Lori Lightfoot says, I will only give interviews to people who look like me. And the entire left just kind of shrugs. Oh, you know, that's the way that it goes. First of all, it may violate constitutional provisions. She is a government officer discriminating openly on the basis of race. NBC5 Chicago political reporter Mary Ann Ahern took to Twitter on Tuesday to state, quote, as Chicago mayor reaches her two-year midway point as mayor, her spokeswoman says Lightfoot is granting one-on-one -on -one interviews only to black or brown journalists. Apparently, the same message was given to WTTW Chicago Tonight anchor and correspondent Paris Schutz, who tweeted, I was told the same thing. Chicago politics reporter Heather Sharon also tweeted, I can confirm. Okay, that is probably a violation of the law. But the fact that this is even considered a possible political strategy demonstrates how insane the left has become. Lori Lightfoot is considered a mainstream Democrat. And yet this sort of thing is tolerated, not only tolerated, but celebrated on the left. Meanwhile, false narratives are trotted out on a regular basis. And then when they fall apart, you just never hear about it again. So here's a perfect example. You may have heard because we talked about it on the show about this case of Andrew Brown Jr. Right? So Andrew Brown Jr. was shot. He's a 42-year-old black man. And he was shot to death as he drove his vehicle last month in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. And you remember, there were, there were big, there was talk of riots. There was a big protest that was held. The family did a big presser, and they had people like Benjamin Crump there. And there, they accused the officers in this case of pure murder. Right? Here's Benjamin Crump, who can be found at every shooting of a black person by a police officer, justified or not. He is found there explaining that it is actually just dead straight murder. Here is Benjamin Crump explaining that this was murder, and then it turns out, mm, not so much. Attorney Harry Daniels will put this in greater context. Exactly. Execution. Execution. Okay, so. Okay, so you can hear people shouting that this was murder and that the cops need to be arrested. And Benjamin Crump got up there and he said the exact same thing. Well, now it turns out that the body cam footage has been released. So yesterday they released the body cam footage. What happened here is that Andrew Brown was a drug dealer. Okay, and they were there to deliver a drug warrant. This is all alleged, right? Alleged drug dealer. They were there to deliver a drug warrant. And Andrew Brown decided to try and run down cops with his car. So here is what the body cam footage looked like. So you can see the cops there hopping out. The guy's in his car. He starts to back up. And then... And they're telling him to stop. They're telling him to stop. And then he tries to drive over some of the cops. And they shoot at him. Right? That's, that's what happens. Okay, so when people say that he was unarmed, a car is a deadly weapon, right? If you run over somebody with your car, that is considered assault with a deadly weapon. He, Andrew Brown, backs up once the, once the SWAT team arrives to deliver the warrant. And then he proceeds to try and drive forward through the cops, which is why the DA came out and said, no, there's not going to be a prosecution. Pasco 10 County District Attorney Andrew Womble said during a news conference on Tuesday that they were justified in their actions, the cops, because they had reason to believe they were in danger. Andrew Brown Jr. was fatally struck by gunshots on April 21st, according to the Washington Post, as he attempted to drive away from deputies who were executing a search warrant on felony drug charges at his home. Womble, who previously said the shooting was justified, held the news conference to discuss details of the state's Bureau of Investigation findings. Womble said Brown's attempt to flee escalated the situation from show of force to an employment of force. 
During the news conference, Womble recounted the events of April 21st. Brown was sitting in his dark BMW on the day officers from multiple agencies attempted to search uh, to serve search and arrest warrants based on alleged drug activity. At around 8.23 a.m., a detective drove his vehicle in front of Brown's to prevent any forward movement. Two deputies approached Brown's car on the driver's side as two others moved toward the passenger side with guns drawn as they gave commands to Brown. Brown threw down his phone as officers approached closer and quickly backed his car away from officers as one had his hand on Brown's driver door handle. That deputy was pulled over the hood of the car, according to Womble. When Brown backed up enough to the point where he was blocked by his home, he turned his steering wheel to the left toward the law enforcement officers who were scrambling to get out of the way and yelling for him to stop, according to Womble and the video footage. The first shot was fired during this moment, piercing the front windshield of Brown's car as his vehicle continued to move. More shots followed, hitting Brown's passenger window and rear passenger side door, while his vehicle continued to accelerate across a vacant lot toward a white van occupied by an investigator. Officers fired five additional shots. The total time, as you can see from the video, is five seconds. Okay, so there are eyewitness statements that suggested that it was much longer, that these officers basically were waiting, and then they just shot him for no reason at all. But that is not true. Okay, it, it happens to be that in all likelihood, he was trying to conceal evidence and then he was trying to run over cops. Brown had abrasions on his body that were, were caused by the shrapnel, apparently, and a plastic bag in his mouth with a substance that's consistent with crystal meth. Although autopsy and toxicology reports haven't been finalized, according to the DA. The footage shared by Womble brought more questions by reporters at the news conference who pressed him about saying Brown was aiming for officers instead of fleeing. The clips have also prompted more criticism about how authorities handled sharing information with the public. And of course, you have people saying that the footage was cherry-picked. Okay, um, cherry-picked, that's the video. That's the video. And here's that we've now reached the point in American life where even the unmasking of a story as untrue doesn't actually change the story that is told by the media. It just brings further questions, right? When there's video of Jacob Blake holding a knife and resisting arrest and reaching into his car and there being a knife on the floorboards of the car, then we are told that the cop still shouldn't have shot him. When there is full-on video of a 16-year-old girl attempting to stab to death another 16-year-old girl while shouting that she's going to kill her, that is still not enough for people. Remember that time? It was so cute when Americans were naive enough to believe that body cam footage was actually going to answer a lot of these questions. And then it turns out that people don't give a damn about body cam footage because the narrative is all that matters. But here's the thing. I think for most Americans, the narrative is not all that matters. When it comes to most Americans, they believe what they see with their eyes. And the narratives that are being promulgated by the media and by the Democratic Party are just, they're just not true. Now, there have been narratives promulgated by the right that are not true. That happens too. But as the masks come off, the people in power are being unmasked as people who are willing to twist fact in order to achieve a political end. And you can see that in everything from COVID policy to race policy. You can see it with regard to what's going on currently in the Gaza Strip with regard to Israel and Hamas. Okay, so the latest on the situation in the Gaza Strip. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let's talk about the fact that there's really no great reason to go to the post office. Post office is a wonderful place. They can do a lot of great services for you. But why wouldn't you just do all of that from home and get discounts while you do it? Thanks to stamps.com. You don't have to go to the post office anymore. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS directly to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders or you're just navigating the hybrid work life, Stamps.com handles it all with ease. You can simply use your computer and print official U.S. postage 24-7 for pretty much anything. With Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates, up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. We've been using it since 2017. 
Here at Daily Wire, I use it personally. There's no risk. With my promo code Shapiro, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Shapiro. That is stamps.com, promo code Shapiro. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Alrighty, so the latest on the situation over in the Gaza Strip is that Israel continues to bomb Hamas. Hamas continues to fire flurries of rockets at civilian areas in Israel. And as with every time Israel fights back against the terrorist group Hamas or against Fatah, which is a terrorist group, or against Islamic Jihad, which is a terrorist group, if it goes on for more than a couple of days, then the world's like, no, this has to stop. This has to stop. And it doesn't matter that Israel as a sovereign state not only has the right, people use this phrase, right to defend yourself. Right to defend yourself is like the most basic of human rights. But it's not about Israel just has a right to defend itself. Israel has a duty to defend its citizens. End of story. Israel has a duty to kill the people who are firing rockets at it. They have a duty to stop and neutralize the threat of having to put tens of thousands of citizens underground every day for weeks on end. That is their duty. The United States government has the same duty to you. Okay? Any government has a duty to its citizens to prevent them from being targeted by terrorist groups. And the fact that this is even remotely controversial is beyond me. It's, it's crazy to me that people see this as controversial or that people see some sort of moral equivalence here. You have to be out of your moral mind in order to believe this, truly. Now, the way the New York Times and the media are playing this, of course, is, again, it's about the narrative, and that narrative is being unmasked every single day, right? The way that they treat this is completely free of context. What they will say is, well, man, Israel has hit a lot of the sewage systems in Gaza. I mean, they've knocked out a desalination plant. Okay, Israel is attempting to kill people who are firing rockets at their civilians. Those terrorists deliberately hide among civilians. They deliberately hide in areas with high-value targets to the to the Palestinian people. The Palestinians don't want their desalination plants hit. Hamas is hiding their rockets next to the desalination plants. Hamas is hiding. The difference between Israel and its enemies is that Israel uses its rockets to defend its citizens. Hamas uses its citizens to defend its rockets. Hamas is interested in using human shields in order to prevent Israel from knocking out its weaponry, which is why they build these tunnels under civilian areas. It is why they fire rockets from civilian areas. We've shown you that video before. There is not only no moral equivalence here, there is no geopolitical rationale by which what Hamas is doing is justified in any way whatsoever. Even their purported rationale with regard to Sheikh Jarrah, this idea that Israel having a 50-year ongoing court case that that ends with the eviction of four buildings in Sheikh Jarrah, if you think that's an excuse to fire hundreds of rockets into civilian areas, by the way, killing Israeli Arabs, killing foreign workers in Israel, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. Even on a legal level, the whole thing is crazy. The fact is Sheikh Jarrah is largely Arab. Not every Arab in Sheikh Jarrah is being removed. The only buildings that are being cleared and evicted are buildings that have been under legal dispute. There are a bunch of buildings that between 48 and 67, the Jordanian government, which had grabbed that land as part of the 48 war, handed legal title to the buildings to Arabs who were in that area. Those legal titles have been upheld by the Israeli courts. Okay, so this is, the whole thing is wild. The idea that what happened on Al-Aqsa had anything to do with Jewish interventionism is insane on its face. Al-Aqsa is off limits to Jews. It is because it was being used as a staging ground for riots, specifically because, again, this whole thing was started by Mahmoud Abbas's Fatah party. Mahmoud Abbas canceled elections at the end of April. And then because he canceled elections because he thought Hamas was going to win, he decided he was going to launch a round of violence. And Hamas, not wanting to be one-upped by Fatah, decided to get involved by firing hundreds of rockets at Israel. It is that simple. That That is what is happening right now. Because guess what? Israel is not in the Gaza Strip. Israel abandoned the Gaza Strip in 2005 at great cost. 
Okay, I know people who were cleared from the Gaza Strip. I'm talking about Jews, Jews who had been there for years and decades, and they were forced out of their homes. It was Jews, removing Jews, so that they could have a true apartheid state in the Gaza Strip where there are no Jews. And that area is completely run by Hamas. And now Hamas is now firing rockets over its border into, into Israel. It's, it's an amazing thing that anybody sees moral equivalence here. You have to be so ignorant and so stupid and so morally backward. But fortunately, we have a world full of stupid, ignorant, and morally backward people. The New York Times is putting all the focus on the humanitarian cost in Gaza without, of course, recognizing the reality, which is that all of the damage that is being done is being done because of what Hamas is doing. They say the nine-day battle between Hamas militants and the Israeli military has damaged 17 hospitals and clinics in Gaza, wrecked its only COVID test laboratory, sent fetid wastewater into its streets, and broke water pipes, serving at least 800,000 people, setting off a humanitarian crisis that is touching nearly every civilian in the crowded enclave of about 2 million people. Okay, number one, Israel has been providing free water and electricity to the Gaza Strip for literally decades. Beyond, if Israel wanted to, to make life super miserable, all they would do is just cut that stuff up. But they won't do that because Israel is a humanitarian state. How humanitarian is Israel? Israel reopened a border crossing so, they, so Israel could send humanitarian aid into Gaza. Hamas started firing rockets at the humanitarian crossing. Sewage systems inside Gaza have been destroyed, says the New York Times. A desalination plant is offline. Dozens of schools have been damaged or closed, forcing some 600,000 students to miss classes. At least 213 Palestinians have been killed, including dozens of children. Now, the New York Times doesn't acknowledge where it got those stats. The answer is it got those stats from Hamas. But if you want to know why children and civilians are dying, I have a video that explains exactly why children are dying in the Gaza Strip. Okay, this is courtesy of Sky News, I believe, in the, in the Arab world. Okay, and it's been translated. So this is an IDF phone call to a Gazan to evacuate his building with civilians before they were bombing, right? We have tons of tape of this. Israel does this routinely. If they, want to, if they want to knock out a piece of military infrastructure because Hamas tends to locate in civilian areas, they will call the buildings and tell people to clear out, which is certainly not what Hamas is doing. Hamas has been firing rockets randomly into Israeli cities and hitting whatever they can hit. Cars, buildings, children, they don't care. Israel calls first. The, the meaning of this conversation, and I'll read you the, the transcript of the conversation as it plays out, it just demonstrates the lack of moral equivalency here. Okay, so here's the IDF phone call. They called a Gazan to say, evacuate your building. We're going to bomb the building. He says, I can't get all of the people out. I need at least two hours to get them out. And Israel says, listen, we're going to bomb the building. He says, you want to bomb? Bomb whatever you want. And Israel says, no, brother. We need to do everything we can so you don't die. And the Gazan says, we want to die. And the Israeli says, but you have a responsibility for children's lives. And the Gazan says, if children need to die, then they'll die. And the Israeli says, God forbid, God forbid, what are you doing? He says, this is how we reveal your cruelty. I mean, I don't know exactly what you expect of Israel. Are they expected to not perform their duty and defend their own citizens? What exactly are they expected to do? All the people who pretend that they give a damn about the Palestinians, by the way. All these people do not give a damn that Hamas, which is an actual overt terrorist group funded by Iran, dedicated to spending tens of millions of dollars every single year building terror tunnels to kill Israelis and harm Israelis. They don't care that these people are living under Hamas repression. Over 40 people were just arrested in Hamasistan, in the Gaza Strip, for supposedly spreading Jew propaganda. No one cares about that because they don't care about the Palestinians. All they care about is that they don't like the Israelis. This is not about being pro-Palestinian. This is about being anti-Jew. That's all this is. Okay, and, and the media will take any 
opportunity they can in order to push this stuff. So when I hear Joy Reid saying things like Americans have no empathy for Palestinians, no, you have no empathy for Palestinians so long as you wish for the Palestinians to be governed by Hamas and by the Palestinian Authority and by Islamic Jihad. I mean, it's, it's unreal. You didn't care about these people five seconds ago, the minute that they started firing rockets into Israel and Israel started defending itself and its citizens. Then all of a sudden, your humanitarian side came out. Weird, weird how that worked, Joy Reid. I have to say, Congresswoman, I've been you know, following this from a distance from a really long time. And I've never felt like Americans really care that much about Palestinians. As you said, they don't hear Palestinian voices. There seems to be no empathy. I mean, Gaza is a prison. Okay, Gaza is run by Hamas. Gaza is run by Hamas. Israel is not occupying the Gaza Strip. They removed themselves 15 years ago. Yeah, but Joyri doesn't know anything, and she's a moral idiot. So that's just the way this works, unfortunately. We'll get to more of this in just one second because the moral idiots are all over our media. First, let us talk about your sleep quality. So, you know, you don't just need a great mattress and great sheets. You need a great pillow, which is why I've recommended MyPillow. But now MyPillow is doing something new. It's not just about sleep anymore. My pillow is making my slippers. The slippers took over two years to develop. They are designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long. My slippers are made with my pillow foam and impact gel. They help prevent fatigue. They are made with quality leather suede. I can tell you firsthand, these are very comfortable. You are going to love them. I wear them. My wife wears them as well. Every Sabbath, I slip into my slippers and they are just great. For a limited time, my pillow is offering 40% off their new my slippers. That is 40% off. I now have sheets and pillows and slippers from my pillow and like all their products, comfort is key. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, use promo code DAILYWIRE. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-951-7163. Use promo code DAILYWIRE. Visit MyPillow.com right now or call 800-951-7163. That is 800-951-7163 or visit MyPillow.com right now. Okay, so the media continue to be garbage at their jobs. The Right before the Jewish holiday of Shavuot, which is why I was off for the past couple of days, Israel knocked out this building in Gaza, which was being used by Hamas, just clearly being used by Hamas. Okay, and the Associated Press had offices there. Now, the reason that Hamas locates in buildings with the Associated Press there is specifically because they wish to use the Associated Press as a shield. This is why, because then Israel hits an empty building. Okay, there was no one in there. They hit the empty building. And then the Associated Press starts whining to the world about how terrible it is that Israel would knock down a building. How awful, awful that Israel would do this sort of thing, except that Israel had apparently showed smoking gun material, classified material to the U.S. government explaining that Hamas was in the building. Okay, which is not a shock because Hamas and the Associated Press have a covert deal. That deal is that Associated Press gets to stay in Hamasistan so long as it prints Hamas propaganda and does not print stuff that it knows about how Hamas uses civilians as human shields. David Harsanyi has a good piece over at National Review about this. According to AP CEO Gary Pruitt, he said his organization had no indication Hamas was in the building or active in the building. He said, this is something we actively check to the best of our ability. We would never knowingly put our journalists at risk. This is nonsense, says Harsanyi. Pruitt knowingly puts journalists at risk every day he sends them to places like Gaza. But how did Pruitt actively check? Did he ask Hamas? Did he call the landlord? Did he ring the bells? It is, of course, highly probable that Hamas was using journalists as human shields because this is what it does. During the last major outbreak of violence in 2014, Gaza's Shifa Hospital became a de facto headquarters for Hamas leaders who could be seen in the hallways and offices, according to the Washington Post. The AP did not report that. Why? Because they were working hand in glove with Hamas. Hey, in 2014, Former AP reporter Matty Friedman recounted, quote, the AP staff in Gaza City would witness a rocket launch right beside their office. 
endangering reporters and other civilians nearby. And AP would not report it. Not even in AP articles about Israeli claims that Hamas was launching rockets from residential areas. This happened. Hamas fighters would burst into the AP's Gaza Bureau and threaten the staff. And AP would not report it. This also happened. Cameramen waiting outside Shifa Hospital in Gaza would film the arrival of civilian casualties and then, at a signal from an official, turn off their cameras when wounded and dead fighters came in, helping Hamas maintain the illusion that only civilians were dying. This too happened. The information comes from multiple sources with firsthand knowledge of these incidents. Now, what's incredible about this is that there are members of the Obama administration who fully acknowledge that this happened. Okay, there are members of the Obama administration who fully acknowledge this was probably being used as a Hamas headquarters. Okay, Tommy Veter, who worked for Barack Obama, he didn't just drive his van, he was one of his advisors. He tweeted out, yeah, probably Hamas was in the building, but that, but still you shouldn't hit the building. Unreal. Because at a certain point, it is not about being pro-Palestinian, because if you're pro-Palestinian, you should not be pro-Hamas. It is about just being anti the Jewish state. And you can sense why, okay? Because there's a broader left-wing agenda out there. Unfortunately, it's what people have termed accurately the Red-Green Alliance. And basically, green being Hamas, red being communists. There's this long-time feeling on the left that Israel is a colonial state, that Israel is an outpost of Western civilization. And so many of the people who are angry at Western civilization are angry at Israel. They're not angry at Israel, and therefore they're angry at America. They're angry at America, and therefore they're angry at Israel. Or they're angry at Europe, and therefore they're angry at Israel. So Europe, because Europe has always had issues with Jews, has attempted to separate off, except for a couple of countries right now, like Hungary and Austria. Okay, but the reality is that the left, all over the Western world, has decided that Israel is the bad guy. Why? Because Israel is part of this broader rubric of hierarchical values. The way the left views the world is that if you are successful in a civilized system, it is because you have victimized someone. This is the view in the United States. In the United States, from the left, the view is that if you are successful in the United States, it's because you have white privilege or because the system was built to accommodate you or because you have internalized your own whiteness. And the same thing happens internationally. If there is a group that is successful, and you can castigate them as white. Jews suddenly became white for this purpose. And you can castigate them as white versus the quote-unquote brown Palestinians, which is the way that Rashida Tlaib talks about this. Then that is just another indicator of hierarchical systems that have to be torn down, which is why you've heard Rashida Tlaib explicitly say this. She'll say Black Lives Matter is the same thing as the Palestinians. They are not the same thing. For a variety of reasons, they are not the same thing. And for one, Black Lives Matter as a movement, last I checked, was not supposed to be firing rockets into American cities. I was told the Black Lives Matter movement was distinct from the rioters and looters. If she wants to make a different claim, that's on Rashida Tlaib. But it is not a surprise to see Black Lives Matter supporting Hamas. They came out and tweeted yesterday, Black Lives Matter stands in solidarity with Palestinians. We are a movement committed to ending settler colonialism in all forms and will continue to advocate for Palestinian liberation. Always have and always will be. Hashtag free Palestine. By free Palestine, they don't mean a separate state of Palestine living alongside in peace and harmony a Jewish state. They mean wiping out the state of Israel. This has been in the BLM manifesto for quite a while. Okay, Faith for Black Lives is a group that put out a letter to the Biden administration trying to urge Biden not to sell weapons to Israel to defend itself. Okay, and unfortunately, this has infused a huge percentage of the Democratic Party. This, this whole perspective has infused a large percentage of the Democratic Party. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about a great new podcast. So you've seen people vaping all the time. It has overwhelmed the young. Young are vaping all the time. How did that movement even get started? If you don't know anything about vaping, it's a really interesting sort of business story. Wondery's new podcast miniseries, The Vaping Fix, is a story of Silicon Valley idealism, blind ambition, and how the now infamous e-cigarette company Juul hooked a new generation on vaping. In 2015, the founders of Juul set out to create the iPod of e-cigarettes, a perfectly designed device that would disrupt the tobacco industry and help traditional smokers quit. 
But their fruit-flavored vaping options, high levels of nicotine, and youthful influencer endorsements led to consequences that would put millions at risk as plumes of vape clouds surrounded schools across the nation. Parents, politicians, and the government demanded answers. Was this Jules' plan all along, or did ambition just blind them from seeing the pitfalls of their own invention? The podcast is really interesting. It's hosted by Laura Beal. It's from the team behind Dr. Death and Bad Batch. It's The Vaping Fix. Listen to The Vaping Fix on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen early and ad-free by starting your free trial of Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Go check it out. Wondery does really terrifically produced work. Go check out The Vaping Fix, hosted by Laura Beal today. Alrighty, in a second, we'll get to the Democrats buying into this broader narrative that Israel is part of the, the coalition of Western oppressors. First, there's no better time than right now to win a free trip to the Daily Wire headquarters, complete with front row seats to a live show and meet and greet with Candace Owens. When you sign up as a Daily Wire member with code VIP, you'll get 20% off your new membership and be automatically entered for a chance to win a trip to the Daily Wire studios to see Candace live. Not only will you be hanging out with Candace, you'll be getting an inside look at her studio, our office, and front row seats to watch her take down Leftist Live and in action on her talk show, Candace. This is happening right now, so don't sleep on it. Go enter to win a Candace VIP pass right now at dailywire.com slash subscribe using code VIP for 20% off and for an experience that only Joe Biden could forget. Now, as I'm sure you all know, Daily Wire has been growing like insanely fast. We didn't just move the whole company across the country. We also released our first feature film. We have a movie deal with Gina Carano. We launched a new talk show with Candace. We have my show debunked all within the last six months and we have big plans. We're moving fast. So I'm excited for the future of the company and we want you involved, first of all, Thank you for being involved thus far. Also, we want to continue to include you in the future plans. Every day on the show, I talk a lot about products and services from sponsors I love and use, but we want to get to know you better so we can actually tailor our sponsors to you. So please go to dailywire.com Shapiro, fill out my audience survey, tell us a little more about yourself and to sweeten that whole experience. Those of you who complete the survey will be entered to win a $1,000 gift card, but you can only take the survey once per Daily Wire show. So if you want to increase your chances of winning 1000 bucks, go listen to Michael Moles, Andrew Clavin, or Matt Walsh to get access to their surveys as well. Again, my survey link is dailywire.com slash Shapiro. We would love to hear from you. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So there's a battle going on inside the Democratic Party right now, and that battle is how far do they want to go in pursuit of the radical left's vision of tearing down the system? Joe Biden posed himself as a moderate. Then he got into office and he's been very immoderate. Okay, with regard to Israel, so far, Joe Biden has been kind of shockingly moderate. I would have expected him to cave immediately to the Rashida Tlaibs and the AOCs, but the House Democrats are moving in that direction pretty damned fast. House Democrats yesterday blocked consideration of a bill sanctioning Hamas's financial supporters. So Hamas is firing rockets at civilian areas and House Democrats are trying to protect them. According to Fox News, House Democrats rejected a Republican push on Tuesday to consider legislation that would apply sanctions on Hamas militants amid an escalating military conflict with Israel. Democrats blocked a bid to bring the Palestinian International Terrorism Support Prevention Act up for consideration in a 217-209 vote along party lines. The bill was introduced by Representative Brian Mast of Florida. It would impose sanctions on foreign entities known to have provided financial assistance to Hamas, among other measures. Mast was reintroducing the bill. It passed the House unanimously in 2019, unanimously. So all 200 Democrats who voted against this voted in favor of it when Trump was president. But now that Biden is president, and now that half the Democratic Party has proved that it is in the pocket of, of people who are at least Hamas supporters, they are more than happy to vote down the ability to vote for a bill that would cut off financial aid to Hamas, an actual terrorist group. Okay, so this, it's amazing. The entire media will cover the battle between Liz Cheney and Kevin McCarthy, but nobody in the media really sees fit to cover the internal battle happening inside the Democratic Party on whether to embrace Hamas or whether to not embrace Hamas. And that seems like a major battle. 
because Joe Biden is wavering, right? He's right on the line. So for example, Joe Biden, he has vetoed, to his credit, resolutions at the United Nations to condemn Israel, which is insane, first of all. The United Nations is a garbage organization. They should salt the earth. The building should be knocked down. They should salt the earth. It's just a horrible organization. It was a bad idea to begin. It's a bad idea now. Anyway, Biden has done the right thing on that. He's mostly stayed out at this point, which is the proper thing to do when a United States ally is facing down a terrorist group. It's amazing that we have to actually say these things out loud. But Biden is simultaneously attempting to placate his left wing. So he went and he visited Michigan yesterday and he was hanging out with Rashida Tlaib and decided it would be worthwhile to kiss this anti-Semite's ass. Rashid Tlaib, where's Rashid? I tell you what, Rashid, I want to say to you that uh, I admire your intellect, I admire your passion, and I admire your concern for so many other people. And it's my, from my heart, I pray that your grandma and family are well. I promise you I'm gonna do everything to see that they are on the West Bank. You're a fighter, and God, thank you for being a fighter. She's a fighter. I mean, for Hamas, it is worthwhile remembering at this point that Rashida Tlaib, upon entering office, somebody who went to a world map in her office and put a post-it that said Palestine with an arrow toward Israel on a map. So yeah, Rashida Tlaib is a radical anti-Semite. She has been for a very, very long time. And there is the president of the United States praising her. Well, she confronted Biden on Tuesday over his support for Israel, urging him to stop enabling a government she said was committing crimes against Palestinians, according to a Democratic aide familiar with the exchange. During a conversation on a tarmac in Detroit, where Biden had arrived to visit a Ford factory, Tlaib echoed a scathing speech she delivered last week on the House floor, telling the president he must do more to protect Palestinian lives and human rights. She, of course, does not care that Hamas is a terrorist group that is presiding over the lives of millions of people in the Gaza Strip and was about to take over running the Judea and Samaria areas of the West Bank as well. Meanwhile, you have the, the Biden administration busily pursuing deals with the people who are enabling Hamas. So at the same time that Biden is sort of taking a moderate position on Israel, as, as a broader policy position, he is not. As a broader policy position, the administration continues to pursue some sort of deal with the exact terror state that is enabling Hamas right now. It's more on this in just one moment. First, you've heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy before. Choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. Now, I actually research the show's sponsors because I want to recommend brands I believe in. I can say with full confidence, ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. For starters, ExpressVPN does not log your online activity. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers, but ExpressVPN doesn't do that. They've even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. ExpressVPN also uses Lightway. That's a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. I've tried a lot of VPNs in the past that can sometimes slow your connection, but ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and lets me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. Not to mention, ExpressVPN, really, really easy to use. You don't need any technical skills to set it up. You just fire up the app, you tap one button, and now you're connected. Even your grandparents could do it. I'm not just the one saying this. It's Business Insider, The Verge, a lot of other tech journals. They rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN on planet Earth. Protect yourself with the VPN I know and trust. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash Ben today. Get an extra three months free on that one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben, expressvpn.com slash Ben to learn more. According to the New York Times, Iran is exporting hundreds of thousands of barrels of oil each day, violating American sanctions even as world powers negotiate to lift the economic penalties and revitalize a nuclear accord that was rendered all but defunct by the Trump administration. So now Iran is violating the sanctions. They are exporting oil and the Biden administration is trying to cut a deal with them as they funnel that money into Hamas. It's, it's, it's not a con consistent or coherent policy. And I just don't think that Biden holds up against the left flank of his party for very long here. The Biden administration is far too focused 
on revitalizing a bad vision of the Middle East in which Iran is a regional power, which is why, of course, Chen Psaki at the White House was ripping the Trump administration for what's going on. Now, let's be real about this. This is happening as a result of the Biden administration deciding to make nice with Iran. And as a result of them deciding to restore, air, restore aid to Palestinian terrorist groups. But here is Jen Psaki trying to blame Trump for that. I would say that we are not following the same tactics of the prior administration. Uh, we, uh, the president has reinstated humanitarian assistance uh, and security assistance to the Palestinians. That's something that was stopped back in 2018 and we felt was a, not a constructive action by the prior administration. Aside from putting forward a peace proposal that was dead on arrival, we don't think they did anything constructive really to bring an end to the long-standing conflict in the Middle East. Oh, you mean except for signing actual peace deals between Arab nations and Israel? Sure, but here's the thing. Is this administration going to continue to hold up against its own left flank? I highly doubt it. You have members of the Obama administration who freely acknowledge, by the way, that Hamas uses AP offices as bases, explicitly fundraising for groups like Islamic Relief. Crooked Media put out a fundraiser for Islamic Relief, a group that was labeled a, a, an illegal organization by the Israeli Minister of Defense in 2014 because they were directly funneling money to Hamas. And so the, the sort of red-green alliance lives and it, and it continues to run. It's, it's pretty incredible stuff. Alrighty, we'll be back here today with an additional hour of content. We have a lot more that we didn't get to here, so make sure that you subscribe so you can get that. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Knowles Show, where he discusses Democrats accusing pro-lifers of sexism and racism as a new abortion case heads to the Supreme Court. You can hear more details about that story over on Michael's show. It's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Democrats accuse pro-lifers of sexism and racism as a new abortion case heads to the Supreme Court. Twitter suspends a Spanish politician for observing that men cannot become pregnant. And Dr. Fauci admits another misdirection. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Did you know that a baby's heart begins to beat at just three weeks? At five weeks, it can be heard on ultrasound. In some cases, the heartbeat can be the baby's only defense in the womb, which is where preborn steps in. Preborn rescues 200 babies every day from abortion simply by providing moms with free ultrasounds that allow her to hear her child's heartbeat and see their perfectly formed body in the womb. By six weeks, the baby's eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her thumb. Preborn needs our help to save these precious souls. For just 28 bucks, you could be the difference between the life or death of a baby. If you become a monthly sponsor, you'll receive stories and ultrasound pictures of the lives you helped to rescue. All gifts are tax deductible. 100% of your gift donation goes toward saving babies. To donate, dial pound 250, say keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com slash Ben. That's preborn.com slash Ben. Go check them out right now. Preborn.com slash Ben. It's the best thing you're going to do today or maybe ever. Dial pound 250, say keyword baby. Start saving children today.